folks and welcome to blipcast the boring lives of interesting people podcast minisode i am daniel isn't this blip goes to the theater oh greetings. no fuck there's blip hold on there's like we have so many so there's okay blip so there's to the theater blip goes is, to the theater yeah that's where the we commentary live cast yeah. and then there's we've done minis- what when we do is I, it a half episode yeah. is it a mini episode shit i think i just interrupted you for absolutely no reason I, I mean, we've called them half episodes. Like, I think we've done maybe two or three others of these orders <laughs> for Thor Dark World, and I honestly don't remember the other. Okay. I think we've only honestly done one, and I think it, it, it is, is called Dark... a half episode. Anyway, and it was Thor sorry. Dark World then? That's good. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so, I'm going to leave all that in and say, I am Daniel. <laughs> and I am Katie, Lady Lamy's case with a K, Mesmero, the 26th PhD, a.k.a. the new little K. And I don't remember if this was on air, but uh, this mini episode we decided to do um, either during the last episode or afterwards, and we're going to be talking about the new Star Wars story film, Solo. Mm-hmm. And joining us on this episode is a, I don't know, what would you call yourself, a solo expert, just a, a solo fangirl? I don't want to say expert, because I think that's where you can get yourself into trouble. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I would say enthusiast. How many Han- I like that. How many Harrison Ford slash Han Solo things do you own? Mm. I see one, two right now, just my eyeline. Mm, a lot more than two. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually, so I, I was wearing this jacket today, and I wore it when we went to see Solo, and I put, I have a pin that Daniel got for me, and it is a bear dressed up as Han Solo, and it's, uh, it's like the name of it's Barrison Ford. And I was just wearing it, and then I realized that he is holding a gun, and that might not be an appropriate pin to be wearing at a school. In 2018, when things were all kinds of bad, so yeah. Uh, It's okay, you know, it's a drawing, right? That's that's American rules, right? It's a cartoon. Yeah. But also, they're like precocious little four-year-old so they'll be like why are you wearing a gun (laughs) and then just scream then tell their teacher katie bear has a gun yeah then tell their parents teacher katie had a gun on today yeah so that would make sense (laughs) just snip that one in the butt so to finish my introduction joining us is harrison ford expert self-proclaimed oh well i think i actually just said my wife (laughs) katie bear allen Nope, that's yay, not even... Well, legally. Legally, it is still. Uh, legally, yay! <laughs> Katie Bear Cordova. Yes, hello. Hello. Hello to you. Hello, and also hello with you. you. Household names. <laughs> so, um, last week, we went to the premiere showing of Solo. I'm assuming you've seen it at this point, Katie, because otherwise this yeah. would be a weird podcast to do. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... No, just tell me about the film. <laughs> all right, start to finish. So, just from... Just, like, quick snippet. What do you think? Did you enjoy it? Did you not? Um, I don't know. I, I came oh. out of the movie um, conflicted because I absolutely hated the guy who played it. But I noticed as it went along, he got progressively better. And then I just got mad as the movie went on about the fact that they didn't reshoot all the stuff from the beginning. So I don't know. I uh, 
his acting and his attempt at being Harrison Ford made it really awkward for me because the rest of the movie I thought was fine and I liked the plot, but I just don't, I don't know. Her, like, I know Katie, will, you will kill me, but um, Han Solo has become my second least favorite character right above Luke. Oh, because of this movie or prior? because of the movie. What yeah. else is the ranking? Who else is on this this thing? Is it just the like main three, or is does it go further? Uh, oh, I don't. I haven't actually ranked the others. I just hate Luke with a passion, and the then worst. I now hate Han Solo. <laughs> Therefore, he's right above Luke. <laughs> so they're they're above, they're below Jar Jar Binks. They're below. Um, who else? Would be, oh, Sabulba. They're below prequel Lotto, Yoda. Prequel Yoda. Oh shit! Oh, uh, well, Force Awakens. Actually, no, I don't Last mind Jedi Prequel Yoda. Yoda. Because Prequel do Yoda, like, doesn't he seems to be just like a chaotic entity. Jar Jar Binks is pretty bad, <laughs> and I I think I just ignore him. But um, I don't know, because like in the Clone Wars, he does some fairly interesting stuff. Like he he's like <sighs> he's a jokey, you know, make the kids laugh sort of character. But like he's like kind of evil, and like there's complexity to his character that yes. like I just don't have. I don't see with with Luke and the reason I hate Han so much is because he is emotional just like his son. <laughs> emotional and dramatic and just like whiny. I don't know. I don't like him. Definitely at the beginning when he's like oh spoilers by the way, I guess if that's not apparent. Um at the beginning when he like escapes and he's got his love interest, I kinda don't buy Han Solo really loving anybody and that even includes Leia. Right. No, I agree. Like, yeah. it, it made their relationship made the most sense after they had the falling out, and it was awkward in uh, Force Awakens. That's w- that's when I believed it most. Even though both their acting was not good in those in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, just on a uh, on a like binary, I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it had a lot of bad press going into it that made me think it would be just like real, real bad, and. I mean, there were parts that were a little cringy. I thought the fan service was a little much. But yeah, I agree. There was I, no I, yeah. Rogue One. I mean, I've said it. Rogue one, is, Rogue one is my favorite <laughs> Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, the further I get from all the others and, and like, that one, and I keep thinking about it, I fucking love it. Watching the plane on our way to Europe. And so good. Cried yeah, Rogue One is amazing. Anyway, what did you think, Katie? <laughs> um, I also liked it. I thought that parts of it were, like, at the beginning, I think kind of like what you were saying, but just in general, the movie, for me, started really weak and did get better as it went on. Like, at the beginning, it didn't even feel like Star Wars or anything. It reminded me a lot of, like, Back to the Future or, I don't know, just not Star Wars. I feel that. And as it went on, it, it felt more like a star wars movie and i think that it did uh benefit from its plot because that i don't know harrison ford is not a great actor either yeah so then to have somebody playing playing a like him playing a character i think is really difficult it is the worst Like, I think he could have been a really good Han Solo if he just did his own thing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there were things that he did that I was like, I like this Han Solo better. 
but he just didn't. He just kept trying to be like Harrison Ford. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That's one thing <laughs> no, I like I about Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor kind of did his own thing. Like he had the the speech pattern of Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. That's his name, correct? Yeah, yeah. From the mm-hmm. original trilogy, but he was way more charming and way more fun. I feel like this guy could have been. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. he was. I mean, and to be fair to him, everybody's gonna compare him to Harrison Ford, so I think he was trying to do his best to like embody the character. Yeah, but I think also you have to, I mean, it's a different movie. You have to just do your own thing. And I also found, what's her name? <laughs> Amelia Clark, very distracting. <laughs> and Why? I don't, I've had this thing where I don't like her on Game of Thrones simply because I don't like her character on Game of Thrones. Like from mm-hmm. the books, I just don't like her. And so I thought maybe... I just didn't like the character, but now I think maybe I just don't like the actress. <laughs> that's fair. What did you I'm, think well, of the I mean, female It might not be fair because you've never met her, but still. Yeah, that's <laughs> what if you I, did and she's like anyway, not nice? But, I mean, she could be a nice person. I just find her distracting. That's fair. I, I, like, I knew how it was going to end when I first saw her and the way that she was reacting to Han. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just bad acting or if that was super intentional. Mm-hmm. When you say you knew how it was going to end, did you know the reveal? No, I didn't know the reveal, but I knew that she was just going to double cross him no matter what. Like she like she was only in with Han to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. She wasn't mm-hmm. in with Han because she liked him. Yeah. Which is which is another reason why I didn't believe the whole like Han loving her because Han's not stupid and he wouldn't just think that oh this chick really likes me like she'd he'd be able to see it in her face the way that she like doesn't have a soul or whatever (laughs) was going on there Uh, yeah i the crossing and double crossing got like a little out of hand there too like when she crossed her her fella and then woody harrelson crossed them and then crossed them again and crossed back and he crossed and then han crossed him (laughs) and all this stuff i just like I, i don't know who i'm supposed to root for anymore Han well, I don't. Always. I think you're not supposed to. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're just supposed to root for Han always. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably the point. Um, I think that's the whole point, though, is that it's like a heist movie. It's a Star Wars heist movie, and you're not supposed to root for anybody because everybody's being bad, right? Right. So, um, whatever. To uh, to do a little accidental self-promotion here, on the latest episode of Far Beyond Metal, I talk with Dark Vader of the band Galactic Empire. <gasps> yeah right i was fucking soaked anyway we we went on this whole thing talking about solo before the movie came out and he said his like one of his gripes with it and now like looking on on his take on it i totally agree is like han solo is not supposed to be a good guy mm-hmm. right like when you meet him he's a piece of shit and yeah. he has a reputation for being a piece of shit and in this one he's like He's charming, and you're like you don't really want to root for him, but he's the anti-hero you kind of like enjoy. And uh, and he seems always compelled to do the right thing, and that really bothers me. Yeah, because I feel like... like that makes his turning point at the end of I don't know the number of the movie, but it, when it makes his turning point later on useless and and like meaningless because he used to be this guy, he became not this guy somehow, but we don't reveal like we are not going to see because i doubt they're going to make a movie in between this one and then a new hope and i don't know it's anyway (laughs) yeah like him it's the moral compass becomes a whole issue with it 
Yeah. Um, but as far as rooting for people, I knew going into this, my my hero mm-hmm. going in was Lando Calrissian, played by Donald Glover. Yeah. No, and I knew full well he was going to lose the entire way because he owns the Millennium Falcon, but not in A New Hope. Yeah, exactly. But he does have a lot of capes. He has so many capes. <laughs> I wonder if Han got, got all those capes in the bet. Well, he did, like, make out on them, and I doubt Lando wanted them. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would never wear a cape twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, coming back to the fan service thing, I, I felt like the dice wound up playing way too heavy of a role in this movie after being introduced in the last jedi but yeah. in the last jedi they're like they kind of had to be like oh no they were in the new hope the whole time and if you look at like a still of the film yeah they're there but they don't matter and then the handoff in last jedi cool but then they're just in every other scene like they're like he has dice these dice are important remember the dice dice guys dice and i got kind of annoyed by that but then well, uh hmm? i think the dice were there to signify like oh, I know you're going into a dangerous situation. Here's my token of affection because it's si- like I have to be silent. It's like and like for that purpose, I thought it was good. Sorry, what? She said it's like giving a jouster a handkerchief. Go on. <laughs> well, that's it. When did somebody... No, what does that mean? Like, like medieval times? Yeah, like like they would get Renaissance like... Renaissance fair? Uh, sh- no, like in real life. <laughs> Like, at jousting tournaments and stuff, like, the knights would ride around, and, and like, women would, like, ladies would give uh, the knights th- or their favor, which is, like, a little handkerchief or something, and they would tie it around their jousting stick to signify yeah. that they were, Hell like, yeah. yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> History, that might be true. Um, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But your... I think I think it was just here. I care about you, sort of a thing, which seems really after the fact and like not thought about because the rest of the film you can tell very clearly that she doesn't care about him. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? Uh, I was going to ask what your actual viewing of the film was like because we went to a premiere of it and the room was maybe a quarter full. Oh my god, really? Yeah, it was really empty. Yeah, it was wow. the first showing. Like, we've gone to Last Jedi and Force Awakens and Rogue One, like, early showings, and it was hard to get a seat in full, but not this one. Um, well, we went the day, we went on a Friday, the Friday after it opened, and it was, like, in the middle of the day, like, one o'clock, and, um, half the theater was full, but, like, that seemed right to me because it was in the middle of the day when people were still at work or whatever. So I don't know. That's surprising to me. Then again, this is San Diego and there are a ton of people who are in love with star Wars here. Cause it's like a super military thing or something. Oh. That's oh. Weird. Well, most specifically people prefer dark side. So like everybody has like, um, empire stickers on their cars. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, this guy does. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, oh, that's right. I've seen that. Yeah, and I've also got a belt buckle, and it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, is there anything particular like you want to point out to either you enjoyed or you have a gripe with or something? Because I'm gonna try and figure out what I was trying to. Yeah. 
Let me see. I didn't. I don't have notes this time, like a normal episode. Uh, actually, I do have a couple little things. I okay. have the Rotten Tomato scores, as well as the okay. IMDb. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to look at those. What are, what are they? So the audience score is 63%, and the tomato meter is 71 for critics. And then IMDb has it at a 7.2. That's higher than I expected, actually. And Oh, there it is. Good. And I, I'm garbage, and I go on Reddit and lurk on sequel and prequel memes, which are both just fucking hilarious. But... um. They have a whole breakdown of where all the other films sit on Rotten Tomatoes. And A New Hope, I'm just going to do the critics' scores. Unless there's a huge discrepancy, because there's a couple. So, critics' score on New Hope is 93%. Empire is 95 Here's the discrepancy. Jedi is 80 critic, 93 audience. Then 55 critic for Phantom Menace, 66 for Attack of the Clones. Revenge of the Sith has 79% by critics. <laughs> And then nice. 65 from audience. <laughs> Force Awakens, 93.88. Rogue One has 85. Then The Last Jedi Critics has 91%, but audience has 48. Wow. So this one sits above Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, according to critics, and that's it. Uh, I would rather watch it than Revenge of the Sith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple moments in there that did seem very prequely, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So I, I understand that ranking. <laughs> <laughs> I did really appreciate about this one because it's a standalone and I feel like it doesn't have quite the subject matter that like Rogue One did. So it could be a little more fun and it's not they're not setting things up for a sequel and they're like it's kind of yeah. just its own thing. And so there was a little bit that was too prequely, but also just more fun. And you don't have to worry about like reveals in future movies. And that's true. That kind well, of. Well, I feel like they just had less to work with on Rogue One and made it work, though. Yeah. Because Rogue One is a throwaway sentence from A New Hope, and they made a whole movie about it. Han Solo is a character from four movies that they well, made. It's this <laughs> It's hard to make him relevant and fit in with the paradigm that people want to see when they go and see a movie mm -hmm. because he's a smuggler and you don't like people aren't ready for a movie that doesn't end with a happy note and like, oh, I saved the day and I saved like this tribe from extinction and, you know, I'm the good guy and the Empire is still the bad guy. Like, that's not how the movie I think should have gone. <laughs> But that's just my opinion. Um, on that note, actually, this made me really want to see a Sith-centric, or I suppose Empire-centric, um, uh, like movie on its own. That'd be cool. Because they haven't done that. Like they did that for Battlefront, um, but not for any movies. Um, one of the things like that Katie Bear mentioned was a standalone movie with like no sequels from it. But the big reveal in this one <laughs> is Robo-Leg Darth Maul showing up. I had a lot of issues with that, like, in my brain. Well, I, I straight up laughed when he showed up, <laughs> and I was the only one Why? laughing. Because Darth Maul <laughs> represents the Phantom Menace to me, and that movie's a joke. And then he shows up, and he's just, like, out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting it. It was, like, kind of a weird, just, like, what are you doing here, laugh? And just, God, it was so funny to me. I just well, had a really hard time with the timeline in my brain for a minute 
and I was really confused about how he was there and what did I say? I said something that was so stupid, like in my brain, <laughs> this was happening. And then I realized that was really stupid. And then I noticed he had robot legs and well, it all made sense. I leaned over to you and I said, how old is Han Solo? Because I didn't realize he had, he had like robot legs until you said it. My thought was like, this somehow took place before the, before Phantom Menace, meaning A New Hope took place like <laughs> 60 years later, meaning in uh, Force Awakens, Han was like 90 or something. I remember what I thought. What? So here's my thought process. He shows up and I'm like, oh, that's Darth Maul. Wait, he kind of looks weird. Like he doesn't really look like Darth Maul. Oh shit, does this girl become Darth Maul? <laughs> Wait a second. No. Darth Maul, nope, that doesn't work. The timeline. <laughs> and then I saw the robot legs, and then it made sense. He's it alive really in dumb. Clone Wars, right? Or one of those things? I haven't seen him in Clone Wars, but I've only watched a couple episodes. Um, but no, I didn't even notice the robot legs. I I didn't even make any sense with the timeline. Because I, I, I think it was there in the back of my head, but I just didn't address it. Because I was like, that's too much brain work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I feel like this sets up a uh, an Obi-Wan movie. Because from what I wound up reading is that for the rest of his life, because in one of the shows or books or something, Darth Maul is still alive. He has robot legs and he spends the rest of his life trying to get revenge on Obi-Wan for cutting him in half. So Fair. I feel like this sets up an Obi-Wan prequel where hopefully Ewan McGregor shows back up. But for some reason, prequel memes keeps taking shots at Chris Pratt, meaning he is, like, speculated to be the guy. Nope. But they also haven't actually announced anything. They're just mad at people because they're Reddit trolls. But, um, yeah, so I feel like there's a battle there to be had in Obi-Wan movie pre-A New Hope when he finally decides, okay, I'm going to settle down in my cave because that's basically where Revenge of the Sith ends with him in the cave, but... There's a bunch of years. He could have gone somewhere, right? <laughs> could have. I don't know. I People are also saying that they want a Lando movie. And I after seeing that, like, I really loved Donald Glover as Lando. But I do not want a movie that's just him because it would be the most boring shit in the world. It would just be him being, like, super prissy and, like, oh, I don't want to do this. And, like, just leaving the situation. <laughs> I go back and <laughs> Which forth Which is super this. fair, but I, it makes a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. After the movie, I said to Katie Bear, because going in, I said, I, I'm really excited for the movie Lando. Um, not calling it Solo. And after the movie ended, I said, like, I don't want a Lando movie because I don't think there's a story there. Then right. I got excited about it, I think after a beer or two, and said <laughs> I wanted a Lando movie. And I, I think the answer is there's not a full story there. We just want more. Yeah. Unless... Yeah. Unless they do a straight-up rom-com with him and L3. L3? Is that the mm-hmm. robot, new robot's name? I, well, I, L3, she... I mean... Go ahead. Unless you mean... No, because L3's in the ship. No, but like... A, pre- a prequel to this prequel where <laughs> oh. it's just like him meeting her and them having their relationship and and I want hardcore graphic <laughs> I want them to show how it works because she says this line that hooking up with a human it works I want to see that yeah. I think that just means that she's had sex with other people before because like nothing about the that conversation insinuated that she had actually said anything to Lando there was like will they won't they underlying like for a future for them but i kind of want them to have a past 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's just me. That's... I think you should write the script and send it to Lucasfilms. No, I'm going to send it to Donald Glover. I think he'd be more game for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, he, uh, when he first started off in comedy, like he was writing for the show 30 Rock, and uh, part of what got him the job was doing a spec script for the show The Simpsons. And he wrote all this, like a whole episode, copied how they do their arcs and things like that. So I could do a spec script of this movie. And if he seems into it, I'll do a low budget one. I'll put like yeah. K- Katie Bear in a cardboard suit. <laughs> you want a robot make out with Donald Glover? You can say yes. Yeah. Cool. I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really taking one for the team there, Katie. Yeah, you know, I'll do what's necessary. <laughs> It's for the greater good. But you're wearing a robot costume like the thing from uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, but we'll have to practice like outside of costume just to make sure the chemistry's yeah. right, you know? Right, gotta, yeah. And got to set up the shots, so. Yeah, yeah. This got weird quick. <laughs> <laughs> I am Donald Glover's cuckold. <laughs> um, um, let's see. I had other notes. Oh, how did you like Paul Bettany? The notice. main bad guy. Oh, the main bad guy. Uh, I thought he was kind of just like... I don't know, a necessary evil that doesn't really have a lot of personality, like the main bad dude in Rogue One. He -hmm. served his purpose. He kind of blended in with the guy from Rogue One, or uh, who's a Grand Moff Tarkin? Mm. Like, Mm. he's just kind of a a guy who's there that has an interesting voice and ultimately (laughs) is expendable. Like, what was with his face with the lines? Did they get bloodier, like, the matter he got? that's i i think that that meant that he was half iridonian which might mean that he was actually darth maul's son mm. but uh i don't know because he also had that scar on his head which i thought was like where they removed his horn but i don't know what like if iridonians and humans can even mate that was never discussed in kotor uh all right so what the hell are you talking about KOTOR? so an iridonian is the race as far as I know, I might I might be messing that up. But an Iridonian is the race of Darth Maul. So Mar- Darth Maul is an Iridonian. Okay. Um, and the lines that were on uh, whatever his name was, his face, were reminiscent of lines of his species. Um, there's also a type of Iridonian that's not red and black, and they are actually um, like like human flesh colored <laughs> flesh crayon uh, colored yeah so they're like tan and brown and and stuff and he might just be full that but he, he seems more human so he could be half and half um but i thought he so like after seeing him for so long as vision in um the avengers i thought it was very interesting to see him as a villain oh. i thought he did a very good job with it he's also the dude from da vinci code Oh, uh-huh. yeah, he yeah. is. God, it was bothering you. I look so familiar, but not in this <laughs> movie. It was it was bothering me why, because we wound up seeing uh, Affinity War over the weekend. And mm-hmm. I was like, God, why does that guy look so familiar? Because we've seen two <laughs> movies in a row with him now. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, the Chewbacca thing. Him showing up and being the, the monster or whatever in the cage. When they yeah. threw him in the cage, when they threw Han in the cage, my first thought was, oh my god, there's a rancor in this movie! I'm so excited! <laughs> and then Chewbacca came out, and I was still excited, but also, like, needs more rancor. <laughs> needs porgs and needs rancor. I love rancor. Hey, Ron Howard, we have some notes. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that Ron Howard came in, like, with four eight weeks or whatever before production wrapped 
uh, did a bunch of reshoots and threw his brother into it. Because his brother's in almost every Ron Howard movie, and he was the guy calling the robot fight. So Ah, Yeah, I I forget Clint Howard's his name, and he's in, like, a bunch of Ron Howard things and Austin Powers and stuff. And he's a very, uh, how do I say this? A uh, specific-looking guy, and he stands out. He's kind of like got a Bushimi, Steve Bushimi sort of a oh, okay. vibe to him, where he's like, you recognize him. Yeah, he's he, he you know who he is when he pops up. Um, but I enjoyed the other Wookies that popped up, but it made me think of the the Halloween, <laughs> not Halloween, the Crimson Christmas. What's that holiday you like? Christmas Life Day, Life Day, the Life <laughs> God, Day special with together. Lumpy and. Wanda or whatever. Wanda. It's <laughs> definitely Wanda. <laughs> I know one is definitely lumpy. Have you not seen the holiday special Life Day? No. Oh, it has Chewbacca's family in it. Yeah. And it has his wife and his son, and his son's name is Lumpy, and then also his dad or his wife's dad. It's unclear, but it's definitely grandpa. <laughs> and he watches like Star Wars porn. Yeah, uh it's weird. It was a thing that aired in the seventies, I believe between Empire and Jedi, mm-hmm. and actually marks the debut of Boba Fett in an animated form with the craziest looking Han Solo. He has like a triangle head and a big old chin. Um, And then Carrie Fisher sings in it and she's just not great. Not at singing, (laughs) not at at singing, just in that special. It's not her best work. Uh, Just for the record, this, the Life Day special, holiday special has 33 and Rotten Tomatoes. So that is actually the lowest thing. I would watch it again. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, we should... Oh, that'd be a fun uh, commentary thing, but it's... The version we watched also had commercials in it from the 70s. That was kind of great, though. Yeah, but I think if That's we were to awesome. do a commentary, we should skip those. But yeah, they, it has bands in it. Like, the band Starship shows up, mm-hmm. and they play a full song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull up the, the person that sings that Lumpy's grandpa or whatever watches and just gets way too into it but yeah they all just drop in on chewbacca and his family's thing his home world celebrating life day and it's a christmas thing mala his is his wife mala. the father is itchy and the, and the <laughs> son is lumpy so i when they showed the other wookies in the like mine i was like oh my god are they really including lumpy and mala in this because he started hugging them i'm like do you have a family? Wookiees just love each other. And then... Well, also, they're all scattered. Yeah. So, like, I, there's context here that, I, I mean, it's not technically canon, but it does seem very much like they've made it canon. In the Knights of the Old Republic video games, um, they there was this world of Wookiees called Kashyyyk, which they actually talk about in the film. He calls them, like, Kashikian or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so that's their home planet. And, yeah, and it's uh, in the prequels. And it's also on Star Tours. And in Battlefront. Correct. All these <laughs> things are correct. These are all true things. Okay. So in um, in KOTOR, they are actually like enslaved by a, like, a pre-Empire, um, basically Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Amazon... Uh, in our world sort of amazon.com i can't remember what they're called but they're just like yeah amazon.com sort of like galactic empire um capitalist sort of thing anyway they're enslaved by them and like brought off world and um so that i think leads into this and like why none of them are together and why they're still all enslaved and sad face but yeah i mean if it was in the other stuff too it's 
now canon. <laughs> uh, what was your? Did you get any f- interesting audience reactions to, during the film? Because we had one guy who started clapping for way too long <laughs> when Chewbacca first sits down in the co-pilot Co-pilot. seat in the on the Falcon. He basically kept clapping uh. until somebody else clapped too. And I think one person just kind of went, and then it stopped, and he was satisfied. But he was, it was very significant. That's then, cute. It's like he tried to do a clap, like a, a, and everybody needs to clap now, and nobody bought in, and then he just like stuck with it because he was like, "No, I'm gonna make this work." Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. That's funny. Did you have no, any? Uh, nothing? We didn't have any interesting audience reactions. Um, there were a couple old people though in the theater, which surprised me, and like it, one made me happy because they were getting out of the house or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're too pure, Katie. But also, they farted on the way down as they were leaving the film. <laughs> so I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Go back home. Don't come out again. Yeah. Your house full of farts. <laughs> I thought when they introduced Chewbacca, I liked it, except for the fact that Han was just speaking Wookiee. Oh, yeah. Han Solo speaking Wookiee was so... That was really cringeworthy. I kind of get it why they did it to create this, like, positive relationship with them because he's this monster and he's so hungry. But, like, he doesn't... He doesn't speak Wookiee at any other point ever in anything. And in the other movies, people understand when Chewbacca speaks, do they also speak Wookiee? Yeah, well, they understand Wookiee. Um, I think, I honestly liked that he was actually speaking it, because I think back then it was more like, well, we're not going to like make you do the noise because it sounds really stupid, but in this movie they actually had the balls to be like, no, you're going to make the noise, and you're going to sound like an idiot, and that's <laughs> like the point. So, I don't know, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was really distracting. Um Someone I loved in this movie, and we this stem became another conversation is Woody Harrelson. Which is funny because you said going into it, you thought he would be like. Yeah, I thought he'd be uh, Benicio del Toro mm-hmm. from Last Jedi. Stood out like a sore thumb and was really weird, but I thought that was going to be the case for Woody Harrelson. But God damn it, that man is like a good actor. Like he's been on a roll lately too. We've uh, we've talked about this not podcast because. Katie Bear and I don't podcast, but um, Weird. <laughs> but uh, like between Hunger Games when he's really good, Three Billboards when he was great, Three Billboards was great, and and him and this like we're in the Harrelsons or something. This man's got it, and I, the Woody Harrelsons. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. It'll catch on. It'll be on t-shirts. He's It'll... been saying it every day, but yeah, I've been trying to get other people to agree <laughs> to it. Uh, the Woody Harrelsons. It's kind of like the the McConaughey, the Matthew McConaughey thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but McConaughey Day, I think, is what that mm. one was. So now we're—that's the McConaughey Day since he's kind of—I don't know what is he even doing these days. I don't. Uh, he's he... in. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, please. Mm. Yeah. Are you looking at Woody Harrelson? I, I, I was looking at Woody Harrelson. What else has he been in that I've enjoyed? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's gonna be in Venom, which that's something. <gasps> what do you think Amazing. of that trailer? We saw the the trailer for it and. The fact that it's Tom Hardy kind of takes me out of it because he's supposed to be a little dweeb, right? Well, or am I just basing this I, off of Tobey Maguire? Tover, I actually don't know the background of Venom. I thought Venom was like a criminal. I think, like, that... I thought that was the whole point of it. Like, he's an anti-hero. 
I don't know anything about Venom, but I think <laughs> it's going to be it? a good movie. And I just find it hilarious that most people are into Venom because of the Venom costume and not because of Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, the costume's badass. Like I've, that's one thing I've really enjoyed about uh, Spider-Man's villains. I think they all look super fucking cool, like yeah. Doc Ock and uh, Venom, Carnage, Green Goblin. Green Goblin's cool. Um, God, the fucking dude with the like dome head. Oh, old dome head. Yeah, old dome head. That's the <laughs> one. Totally idiot. <laughs> uh, I, I think his villains look super cool. A lizard's cool. What name. about? Rhino's Rhino's cool. <laughs> Rhino's super cool. Not in so much in like the Amazing Spider-Man film, but he's cool. Whichever one that was. Mm. So the Venom suit is a symbiote. So I don't think it even matters who Tom Hardy's character actually is. I, it's just the Venom suit chooses a host. Mm-hmm. So if there were to be a sequel, if this one does well, it could take over somebody else. It could take over yeah. Topher Grace again. Yeah. No more Topher Grace. He has a... <laughs> I don't even think he's done anything since that 70s show. Maybe there's a reason. Oh, actually, he has done his own recuts of the prequels into one film that was like a whole thing showing in L.A. for a while. And then has since writing? I don't know. That's I don't want to Google Topher Grace slice. Anyway. Um, I was listening to Never Not Funny today and they were talking about Solo and they said something that like kind of rang true to me is like this felt like the most Star Wars Star Wars movie since maybe the original because the original is a bunch of different genres at once it's a little bit of a heist it's like a rescue thing it's a space thing it's like an opera well not opera but like a I guess soap opera or something Mm -hmm. uh and this had, you know, a train heist. It was a bit of a Western. It had all these other elements to it. And I really enjoyed that about it. And I haven't, like, I wound up agreeing with that, that I haven't felt like there's a multi-dimensional Star Wars film in a while. One thing that I just kind of was thinking about that did bother me is in general, I liked the plot. I thought it was fine. It kind of, <laughs> what I didn't like was that it was the Kessel Run. And oh, yeah. because in the original ones it was this whole thing about how he said the line about the kessel run and then it doesn't actually make sense because of what a kessel is or parsec or yeah yeah the the parsecs and like then it was just kind of one of those things where it was like a mistake and now they like i don't know fixed it or explained it and i kind of didn't like that like i i just liked the It just felt like a naivety of they didn't really know what they were getting into when they wrote that line. They had no idea, you know, like they didn't know that this whole like back world would come out of it. It was just a throwaway thing. And then it became this huge deal. And then they like explained it in the movie. But I wish they would have just left it. I like more that in the original movie without it being explained that all the other characters in my head realize it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but they don't call him out on his bullshit because so far it's worked out. Yeah. Um, I liked, even though it felt like fan servicey at the end when he shoots Woody Harrelson, he doesn't wait for anything and Han shoots first. Yeah. That was just like, Oh fuck, they did it. He shot him first. Like no hesitation. 
Oh, I didn't even make that connection. I was just like, yeah, that's a logical thing to do. <laughs> I actually read a Cracked article recently that was just like, well, I skimmed because I only look at the Cracked things that are pictures. But <laughs> <laughs> one of them was uh, X amount of reasons that Han Solo is a Jedi. And one of them that I re- the only one I remember actually is during the whole shooting Greedo thing. When he puts his arm up and waves his hand, he's doing the Jedi mind trick on him. And then mm. that's why he shoots him so easily. That's why, like, Greedo shot misses and he's able to shoot him when Greedo shoots first. That's, no. Yeah, that's it's, it's dumb. Preaching. Again, it's that's another bullshit thing that didn't exist in the first place. And <laughs> right? now they're trying to cover it. Cracked is trying to cover up George Lucas's edits. Nobody <laughs> needs to cover up George Lucas's edits. He needs to just own the fact that he made mistakes <laughs> by editing those movies. Um, yeah, and needs to re-release the original cuts so that I can buy them finally. Yeah, right now in our home, we own Rogue One, we own Force Awakens, and we own The Last Jedi. I have the original ones on VHS, so but I. I'm not buying the DVDs with the shitty like recuts. I don't want it. I bought the, um, when I went to France, because apparently I thought I was going to have nothing to do, I purchased the, like, the set, but it, like, the digital version on Amazon, and so that's just what I did while I was in France. So you... Because I ended up having nothing to do because it was so goddamn hot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hot France is bad. Yeah. I don't France know if we went, horrible. I don't know if we went into that on our, on our episode, but hot France is real bad. Um, yeah. God, was it? So, right before this movie dropped in theaters, as they say, they finally announced that there's going to be a Boba Fett movie. If there's anybody that doesn't need his own movie, it's Boba Fett. I don't well, think... I don't know. I think that could actually be super interesting because, in again, in KOTOR, <laughs> uh, such good games, um, they talk a lot about um, the planet Mandalore and like what happened with it, and it's like a huge point in in those movies. And so, like, I want to know what happened these two thousand years later, um, like what happened with the whole Mandalore Mandalorian like t- genetics and why he's the last one. And I know there was like a, a whole genocide and and everything but that happened 2000 years ago <laughs> i want to know what happened i think that would be really really fascinating it would not at all be a regular star wars movie though because that's just bad guy after bad guy after bad guy wait the genocide of the boba clones happened 2000 years Mm-mm. no the mandalorians so boba um or his dad jango fett mm-hmm. i think is the last mandalorian by blood okay and um so the mandalorians were a race that like were basically bred to be um like high adrenaline and high testosterone and like all they would do is just like (laughs) rape and kill like they're like vikings right um what no you Um, said rape and kill like vikings i'm like all right cool i mean yeah probably (laughs) um so they started war with i think it was the sith and then the sith killed them like like committed genocide on their planet some of them were away on the outer rim and so they survived and they formed little mandalorian clans um 
But by the time that it gets to Jango Fett and Boba Fett, they're the last Clandalorians. ones. Shut up. <laughs> what? I, I said Clandalorians. Mandalorian clans. Mandalorian clans. Clandalorian. Ah, I like that. Words are bad. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's a whole story that's just like not mentioned. It might be in, in Battlefield or something, but I, I don't know anything about it. And I think it'd be interesting for them to go into a, a story about it. It's a fascinating culture. I'm going to watch every Star Wars movie that comes out, so I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much set to do whatever Lucasfilms and Disney want to do. Like, I'm along for the ride at this point. Like, some parts of it I'm not super excited about. Um, this one, going into it, I was like, why are we doing this? And I wound up leaving, enjoying it. I'm already like, why are we doing this for Boba Fett? But maybe it'll be cool. But <laughs> he, he, Boba Fett so far has had three speeds. Cartoon when he was introduced. <laughs> annoying little kid who says, fire! <laughs> and there's a prequel meme where he just says yep 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 and then so he's had kid me kid meme quality thing cartoon and then nothing his, and then when he's in the original trilogy when he doesn't do anything and falls in a hole so <laughs> yeah but i still loved him as a kid and i don't know why yeah I, I was super into him and i would like read my star wars encyclopedias and like Learn about all the stuff that he's carrying. You know, I have no idea. He, like, did not have any, like, character development or any background in the original movies. He just looks cool. I mean, yeah, that's kind of all you need. Like, that's why I'm a, that's why I'm a, a Empire guy. I think they just look fucking cool. Mind yeah. you, in uh, Force Awakens, they got, like, a real Nazi vibe going on <laughs> that I'm not really on board yep. with. But uh, so far, like, the... Uh, the new prequels which is weird to think of like rogue one and solo's new prequels but they are and yeah. the original trilogy like they're fucking so dope looking yeah they're cool i don't know i don't <sighs> i can't stand the like rank and authority so like while i think that they look cool i can't stand behind them um either aesthetically or not <laughs> uh and I don't like the Jedi because I think that their methodology is absolutely stupid. So I'm just sitting here not in any camp and I can't put cool bumper stickers on my car. <laughs> it's a horrible I place a, to be. I mean, I feel like there's a definite difference between, and in both sides, the Sith and the Empire mm -hmm. and the Jedi yeah. and the Rebels. Like, yeah. I'm Team Rebel forever. Sure. And but I, don't, very I also don't agree with the Rebels. Yeah, that's true. Oh, one thing that really bothered me of this movie, and we can, uh, this is more of a question than a, a statement, I guess, is at the end when he's with that group of people who, like, ride around in the motorcycles. and The like, motorcycle gang yeah, that look really, really cool, and I love them. Yeah, the cool-looking motorcycle gang led by a girl, like, the young, young girl. Mm -hmm. Was that, like, the birth of the re rebellion? Yeah. That was what they were saying. I think saying. so, yeah. So, okay, so Han Solo ignited the rebellion. Fuck that. That's so stupid. Maybe well, that's especially... why they're trying to say he's so bitter about it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if if that is true, and that is like he started the rebellion by you know giving them this stuff, then maybe that's why he's mad about it. He's like, I wasn't really trying to be that nice. Like, <laughs> well, can we agree that's like super forced? Yes, it is. But it it would also be super Star Wars because that would also that would tie into why Kylo Ren hates them so much. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, god damn it, my dad had everything to do with it. My mom leads it now. I can't like it. God. <laughs> um. I understand that the Millennium Falcon is like not it didn't always look like it looks now but i found the like new fancy millennium falcon to be very frustrating <laughs> yeah i didn't like yeah. it it's not good bring me my hunk of junk <laughs> like when they first started talking about it and mentioned an escape pod i was like oh that's the dumb thing at the front that makes it look really bad and, like, when he goes through the... Is it the castle run where he fucks up the whole ship and almost gets eaten by another... Well, they go into the fucking... What is it called? The... Maw? Is that what they called it? I think it? so. Yeah, the Maw. Yeah. That, so that was how he, like, shortened it. By going... By cutting through there. Because nobody goes in there. Right. That's why it's... You're mocking it, the... but he's, like, the best pilot in the galaxy, and that's why. No. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's how they were, like... Yeah. You can't go in there. It's forbidden. That's actually something that really bothered me about it. He was horrible when he first began piloting, and then, like, immediately the next run, he's perfect. There well, was no actual say, learning curve. <laughs> they, it did say three years later. <sighs> but, like, <laughs> I don't know. For, like, a, a, a young guy who's probably going to talk back to his commanding officers and not follow orders like it showed during the weird World War One sequence when he meets yeah. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> super weird. I was like, why are you using... <laughs> yeah, they all oh, had trench foot. It was absolutely World War One. But in that time, like, he didn't strike me as someone that would have any flight experience. And Okay, I think that's what it was. Because I forgot that it was three years later. Well, like, if, if you were infantry and you're on the ground... You're probably not trained on a, right. on a flight. They're not going to let you near any like expensive equipment. Yeah, well, he signed up to be the pilot and then got kicked out and then was in the infantry. But it doesn't really say. It says three years later and then he's at World War One. But it doesn't really say <laughs> how long he was training to be a pilot before he got kicked That's out fair. and sent to the infantry. It, I'm assuming it was fairly quick, but um, it doesn't really tell you that. Because he did say something about how he joined the the pilot thing, the, the the Navy. I think they called it the Navy. Yeah, the Navy. And then, but he got kicked out, and then he was just like in the army, I guess. Wait, but did he fly a plane before that? I don't know. Well, he was. I don't stuck think on so because that... I thought he just drove the car. I don't really know. Is that where he came from originally? How did he end up on that place with the space lug that eats? gold like was that where he's from did he get sent well there? well my point though is that like i i think the flight that i'm t thinking about is the one where they leave the um or no because he doesn't even take off then mm -hmm. does he when he no because it's a little dude right the dude the who first, dies yeah that's the first time that they show him really flying is when that other pilot dies Okay, so in that instance, he's shitty. But he's been and then bragging immediately about it. after that, he's good. And there's no time lapse there. Yeah, that's true. I kind of always thought he was just good at like BSing things, and that's part of his character anyway. That he's right, good but at there would be a learning curve there. It's it's a little harder to BS like flying an yeah, aircraft. Probably <laughs> having never done it. 
but I'll give it a go. Let's see what happens. No. I, I've played that one game on like oh, uh, Pilot Wings on N sixty four. I could probably throw Super down. Super realistic. That. Yeah, totally. Go through the rings. <laughs> or I played Superman sixty four, also flying through rings. A lot of ring based games in N sixty four. I mean, Harrison Ford flies airplanes and crashes them. Yeah, and he fucking crashes them <laughs> in the middle of filming, <laughs> making him like. <laughs> if Han Solo wasn't already dead, they'd have to write him out. <laughs> You stop talking about him that way. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, should we go to final thoughts on, on Solo and hopes or anything? Um, I thought, here's a thought. This is uh, not my final thought. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have final thoughts. Um, your life is an ellipse. What's her name? Kira? Is yeah, I think so. Amil- when, she, right. when she comes out, when they when they go to the planet to get the 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 fuel the weird uh-huh. glowing things that are you know that thing that didn't exist before but now it does right the fuel and <laughs> they're like pretending she's pretending to give them uh han and chewy and she's wearing that red cape outfit i liked her in that moment because that was a great outfit and that well that was it. also the best acting she was doing and True. she was acting while acting so i don't know what that says she's got to put on two layers <laughs> The uh, the guy that played Han has got to take off a layer, and he'll probably be a little better. Yeah, I agree. But I do think that outfit was really nice. I agree. Um, I loved Lando, like I knew I would. <laughs> I don't think there needs to be another movie there for Donald Glover's Lando. Um, I thought the card game was kind of dumb, but also it what felt other Star Warsy though? It did. It absolutely did. Um. I kind of wish that robot L3 would have had some more screen time. Maybe, like, had a tragic death later. Why they all gotta kill all the robots? Why are they I doing know. that to me? And why are the robots the ones with the best personalities? Yeah, like, my favorite part of Rogue One is K2SO for sure. Same. And RIP. But this one, like... At least they're all noble deaths, I guess. Yeah. Uh... And, I mean, she's part of the ship. She's not really dead. <laughs> It's very Futurama, true. isn't it? It is very Futurama. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's where they got that. They have David X. Cohen and Matt Green, and they're like, hey, we want to do that. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, Wrap-up thoughts. I I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I it, it grows on me as I think about it, and I like all the little things that they had in it. Because they were just like homages to old stuff that, you know, wasn't canon and now it is. Or just references to things that are canon that, I don't know, like tie in future plot points and stuff. Um, I do enjoy the idea that Han Solo is only with Leia because... Leia leads her own self and is not led by other people and therefore he can't get fucked again because she kept like betraying him Mm. and I think he thinks or thought would think eh, I don't know (laughs) how you'd say this would think that Leia wouldn't betray him because Leia is like for her own self you know yeah she doesn't work for anybody I just like that little headcanon (laughs) I doubt it's true but whatever (laughs) Um, is there any spinoff we would like to see? Because I feel like, Katie Bear, I, I don't know if I, I don't want to speak for you. Would Solo have been yours? Yeah. Is there anybody else you'd want to see? 
It's really hard because I, I do think that there could be a very interesting backstory on Leia. But I who, don't who plays Leia? I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. But like she grew up on this other planet as like the daughter of an ambassador and like I think that there could be some really interesting stuff, but then I don't it you, I, no. You can't do that no. to me. <laughs> Don't do it to me. So you want like a Bosque movie? Yeah. Cool. Like Dengar, maybe? Just like the fourth or fifth bounty hunter in the line. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd, I'd like to see Jing or not Django. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I would like to see Django Fett. And then like the life that led up to him actually having Boba Fett. That would be interesting. And, like selling his... DNA to be clones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'd see Obi Wan for sure. I would see Obi Wan. Um, yeah. I agree with yeah. uh, with you, Katie, in San Diego, Katie, <laughs> uh, of a movie just about the Empire and something there. Uh, mm-hmm. To reference my interview again, Dark Vader wants to see a movie about Darth Vader between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope because A New Hope. He's this galaxy-wide revered, like, fucking monster. And he wants to know why. I'm like, dude, I'd watch that. That sounds cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. I was thinking about that, actually, because, like, just the way that he walks. And I know, like, he's, like, really not human anymore. But, like, all of his mannerisms are so different from... And I know that there's lots of reasons why this could be. But they could make a good story about it about like how broken he is and like he he's just alone with his thoughts and like of his dead wife and uh like his potentially dead children and like he doesn't know what to do with himself and so like he just the only emotion he can feel is anger and so like that's just like what he does and that's why he's so renowned and i think that would just be like the best movie that they could ever possibly make but it has to take place on a sandy planet <laughs> he hates sand. yes <laughs> that's why he's so angry kids everywhere uh but actually to be fair that split second that he was in rogue one got me like oh, super excited that, <laughs> yeah for sure like i say that's probably why it's my favorite movie because i i wish i could have just stood up and just like run up and down the aisles when he showed up because i was so <laughs> stoked for that like the last two minutes of that movie are the best when his lightsaber lights up and then it cuts to Leia at the end uh start to finish gold yeah yeah that was just such a good movie they should do that one again yeah but not like rogue two (laughs) 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 totally new cast yeah uh no i was gonna say i think i want to see a movie about the emperor but i don't how about mace windu I'd watch it. Actually, that'd be kind of cool because he doesn't get a lot of screen time and he's just kind of seen as like a dick. But he was very integral in like I Clone Wars. <laughs> um, I think it would be fun to have a. I don't know if it could be. I don't know how you would do it, but a C three PO R two movie. <laughs> because they're always off on these like random things by themselves. How did they become like so close? And why is C-3PO afraid of everything? And I think it'd be fun. I think he's afraid of everything because he was made by Anakin, who is a terrifying individual. Fair. Yeah, I, I want to see a movie about why... Uh, now they do explain it. Never mind. I was to say about why neither one of them says anything when they're like, 
meet up with Obi-Wan, like, oh, hey, dude, it's been a while. But they wipe oh, their memory no. at the end of the uh, shit, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. It'd just be kind of fun. That wouldn't be a real movie. They're not going to make that movie, but... It'd be like a miniseries where it's just like... <laughs> yeah. All right, well, is that our is that our half-sode, mini-sode, whatever you wanted to call this? I think so. I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Okay, well, uh, we'll stop recording, and then... Uh, I don't know, maybe plot something else. Anyway, um, so that's been our, our Blipcast half-episode mini-sode, whatever we're calling this. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can do so by emailing blipcast at gmail.com or on facebook.com slash blipcast, also Twitter at blipcast, but I never go on it. Um, I'm at Ovacord. Katie's at Lady Laumi's. Katsubo, do you want to do your Instagram? HRH Dennis is our cat. Yeah, so follow HRH Dennis. Make us Insta famous so I can quit my job and just take pictures of my cat all day. Yeah, well, that would be a great. I'd love to be a retired cat dad at almost 30. So Thanks. help us out with that. <laughs> She's really cute. She is really cute. She is very cute. Okay, bye. Bye. Biggest bun. I have the world's biggest wine glass that I just kind of started filling. It turns out it's almost the whole bottle, and then I stopped. How many O's was that bottle? <laughs> well, they don't come in O's. They come in, like, liters or milliliters, and I don't really know... French people, ...the probably. conversion. And I'm not going to go downstairs and look it up. <laughs> Good <are you? laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, well... I know we're talking solo, correct? That's the basis. Yeah. That's our agenda so far. Alrighty. Yeah. Mmm. Good sex. <sighs> Gotta get that on on mic. So. <clears throat>